On this episode, we talk about how esports can utilize digital. With so many different platforms, and their purposes evolving daily, navigating social media can be, well, complicated. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast from Cupco. Social media. Social media. Social media. Where we unpack the latest trends and help remove the suck from social media. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast by Cupco, you guys. You're tuning in for those of marketing. You're tuning in for those of marketing and to get what's happening in the ever-changing social media landscape. And today with me, we have our beloved CEO, Chris Carbonos, as always. What's up? The cowboy here. The cowboy. And then we Not have today. and then we have Benjamin Puraki. Yes. Which is from uh, Astralis. Glad to have you. First of all, can you please introduce yourself to our listeners and viewers? I can. Uh name is uh, Benjamin. Uh, I'm the marketing director at Astralis. Uh, I've been with Astralis for almost uh, 5 years now. Um and I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. Have you any uh, prior experience in the gaming industry? How hard did you land in uh so e-sports. <clears throat> I joined Astralis less than a year after finishing uh, at, at uni. Um, but actually, just when I uh, graduated, uh, I joined a, a small Danish organization called Copenhagen Flames. Uh, since grown a bit, um, I was there for six to eight months, I think. And then I reached out to Astralis and luckily they decided to take a chance on me. And I've been with them ever since. So it's not like I have any past uh, you know experience uh, mm. in the in the gaming and entertainment industry but in these five years we've done quite many things that not that's not just astralis so in that sense i have um tried my hands at, at yeah. a couple of things in, in the gaming and in the entertainment industry yeah but i guess I, for some people who are listening or, or watching what is astralis because i think that's uh, maybe not everybody knows obviously in the gaming industry people do but yeah, yeah. So Astralis in, you know, boiled down, we're a globally leading esports organization. So we have uh, these teams that are competing in various esports titles, uh, that's games, uh, Counter-Strike, pretty well-known game, League of Legends, uh, FIFA, Rainbow Six, and then Fortnite. Those are kind of the games that we have either uh, players or or teams competing uh, within. Um, Then Astralis also, have a, a gaming center uh, in the heart of Copenhagen called Astralis Nexus. Fairly new, right? Fairly new, almost a, a year old uh, come June. Um, and, and Astralis Nexus is, is both, you know, we have a, a net cafe integrated there, but we also have like a whole B2B space, VIP rooms, auditorium, terrace and all that stuff. So it's sort of a, that's why we call it a gaming center. It's so much more. It's actually also an event center almost. And okay. that's that's sort of the, the heart of our, our operation. We also own um, the majority of, of um, a, a gaming uh, universe called Pixel TV, but that's mm. sort of a, a, a separate um, brand and company. So we don't touch that on, on a, a day-to-day basis. So okay. in, in general, that's that's Astralis. We we have all yeah. these esports teams that we that we run. Yeah. And what are you guys strongest in League of Legends? Or so historically speaking, definitely yeah. Counter Strike. Like okay, that, that's where yeah. our our Original core story. legacy uh, is. Yeah. Is we we are famously known as the best. Counter-Strike global offensive yeah. team of all time. We okay. had a sick run in 2018, 2019, going yeah. into 2020. Um, but 
this year we've actually uh, I think surprised everyone in Rainbow Six uh, okay. finished first in, in our group and qualified for the major the, the sort of World Cup Leaves. Championship um, over in NA okay. uh, that team is, is located in, in Las Vegas uh, we have one of, if not the best, Fortnite player. Uh, so we are, you know, expanding, and expanding mm. and competing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. League of Legends, that's probably been the toughest, but we have yeah. finished uh, second in the European League once. Yeah. So we have dipped our toes in, in yeah. you know, the upper um, echelon there. But Counter Strike, yeah. I think most people would nice. recognize us. Okay. That makes sense. The game yeah. as well. Great. Well, thank you so much for uh, the elaborate description. Yeah, sure. Um, Asalis also have a really big fan base in uh and, and big following actually on social media you actually have approximately 2.7 million followers across all platforms and that's including you know TikTok, discord instagram twitter youtube etc so that's quite a lot yeah. um so can you share us share with us your top three purposes for you guys being on social media yeah so Boiled down, uh, <coughs> you're going to love this. I think this is agency language. I've okay. never been with a, with one, but it's um, reach, relevance, and revenue. So okay. Triple R right there. But I think, you hear that I think it is. Yeah. yeah, right? We're going to steal that. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Feel yeah. free. I think it, that's fairly generic, but it, yeah. it fits. Yeah. So reach, obviously. Mm. We, we want to reach as many uh, people as possible who would be interested in what we do. Uh, um, relevance. Mm -hmm. That's so key in everything that we do. We want to engage with our, our fans, and it, it's sort of a check mark. We need to be relevant. Everything that we do needs to be relevant for mm. our fans. If it is, then we have a strong product yeah. that our partner sponsors, yeah. etc. And, uh, and an engaging community. Yes, exactly. And revenue, obviously, mm. at the end of it all, it's a business. Mm. That's one of our core values, actually, that we are a business. We yeah. take this very seriously. Um, we believe that that's how we end up having success um also with esports being so fairly new i think for for most people also people in other industries it, it can feel a little bit wait why do you have to say that you're a business but yeah. esports is is so new at least on this level mm. that it's important to us to emphasize that yeah it's more than just a fad it's, it's an actual business yeah. also just get recognized as a sport or exactly. just a discipline at, at least exactly right? like a serious entertainment product yeah. basically so mm -hmm. so being able to generate proper revenue yeah. through merchandise sales and, and other the, the direct to, to consumer products, that, mm. that's key yeah. to us. So, so those three are like the main purposes because what we do on digital and social media is sort of key in driving that. Of course, interesting. Uh, let's go into this community you have then of your fans because which a big with a big following, it's a big community. Yes. And how do you then manage so many you know channels with the with this many followers? So, that needs different stuff on different channels, right? Exactly, and I think that's that's key to remember. But just to make it clear, we're quite a big team, right? Mm. Uh, we have been growing just um, in the past couple of years. We've been, you know, multiplying in, in size uh, in terms of employees. Mm. So, so the whole marketing department consists of both content team, digital team, and and okay. it, it's a, the content team obviously produces a lot of the stuff that mm. goes out on on the channels, but but it's the it's the digital team that manages uh, yeah. the day-to-day -day with community, with, with social media. And so it starts there. Mm. Uh, and then it's just super important for us to um, to treat each platform to its own. I think uh, we, in the past, to be transparent, maybe haven't done a good enough job of respecting that 
there is quite a big difference in, for example, creating content for mm. YouTube uh, mm. versus Twitter versus yeah. now TikTok. Mm. So it's usually the place that we start. Like, what's the what's the whole purpose? Uh, what's the platform? What, how do we make sure that what we do on this particular pa- platform speaks to the strengths? Mm. So instead of working against it, we, we let those trends and, yeah. and those the, the algorithm and all that stuff, mm. technical stuff, uh, work for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, and that it, it, it's the same with the community. Mm. Uh, it's we, different everywhere. It's different everywhere. Yeah. We have started to work a lot with data. I think in the past, and I think that's general also yeah. for every we industry, you know, well, yeah. um, but we, we've started to respect that we cannot just come up with hypotheses on how is our audience on this platform or in general like mm. they can, and especially with gamers like there are i think around 3.2 billion gamers mm. in the world yeah. and that's also mobile gaming and everything but mm. you you cannot put everyone into like the same segment no. like no. Uh, uh, there can be uh you know 13 year old girl from uh korea can be super into league of legends mm. And I'm a 31-year-old uh, 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 man from, from Denmark. I'm also super into League of Legends. So we, we might be pretty um, different, different. In, in our interest and all that. So yeah. that is so important mm. if we want to know who we speak to on yeah. each platform. Yeah. So, yeah. so without that, we would just be speaking blindly yeah. almost. Sweet music to your ears, huh? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think you're, you're experiencing something yeah. that a lot of industries have in the past, yeah. I would say, two or three years. Like... They, at least our customers or clients are asking for specific strategies per platform. Mm. Um, whereas it was more ubiquitous, like sort of like give us a social strategy, but you know, it really has separated. It really has. And also I think it's matured. Mm. Social media is not seen as sort of like this offshoot anymore. It's seen as like a main channel, yes. if not the main channel. Yes. Mm. So it's like, it's getting the weight and sort of the consideration that it deserves that means that you need to look at the data very closely and you need to sort of really have specific strategies for each sort of thing. So I think yeah. you guys are probably in the same boat as as many customers, which yeah, is music to my ears because I think that's what's needed, right? Yeah, so, definitely. Also yeah. just not only getting the data, but actually knowing how to use yes. the data. That's the most yes. important part, yes. right? Yes. Actually. That's the so, tough part. Exactly. I think so. a lot yeah. of you know people, companies, they do a lot of work, uh, groundwork when it mm. comes to data, yeah. harvesting, all that stuff, and then they yeah. don't know how to use it because exactly. they didn't have a plan. Yeah, you need to access the relevant metrics so you can keep developing you guys' content, right? And exactly. optimize it for your audience. Yeah. Is there something in the data that shows you like, maybe this is a really <laughs> horrible question, but is there a red thread? Like if you could pinpoint something that works extremely well across platforms or across audiences, <clears throat> like for your guys's community is there one thing that stands out as like oh yeah this this always performs like, people love this yeah so i think and that's not only for gaming and esports but memes work well right right now yeah. and have been i think actually in esports we were kind of the one of the first industries to pick up memeing and i mm, think yeah. the the real exercise now is not just to be meme but but to have some deeper purpose when you do it yeah, yeah. instead of just doing it or blindly because then you'll just be um, an off account. version of nine gag, right? Mm. Yeah. You don't want that. That's yeah. not good for your brand. Um, I think there are some trends, but we really, really try to respect each platform. So yeah. Facebook for us, for example, we have a more mature audience, mm. more more Danish people uh, mm. there than the average platform. Okay. We know that we speak to more parents. 
mm. and and older stakeholders on on uh, Facebook mm. versus yeah. Instagram and Twitter, for example. So while there are some you know um, uh, red thread across, we try to almost ignore it or at least put some more time into treating each platform to its own. So yeah. we avoid that trap of just creating you know or cross posting content that won't right. work on on every channel. Yeah, that's always a trap, right? I yeah. Think. Mm. But I, yeah, I mean, I th do think there's still stuff that can work if you just tweak it a little bit. But specifically TikTok, I think I think TikTok really opened a lot of people's eyes in the last year and a half or so where it's like, this is extremely different yes. than everything yes. else. Like we can't just, and then of course that sort of cascaded into the other platforms really going, mm. okay, this is specific for Instagram. This is specific. YouTube's always been a, outlier on its yep. own anyway, right? But but then TikTok really sort of mm. opened it up in some ways. We, we treat TikTok as we do with, with YouTube. Like that's that's okay. completely on, on, on its own okay. because the, yeah. the content is so unique. And then right. sometimes we, we test it, right? So we have had TikTok content smash on Facebook. Like okay. it just hits yeah. the algorithm yeah. uh, and then it yeah. works, right? But yeah. it's not like a core part of our strategy to mm. always cross post it. We do that with reels on Instagram too, right? Yeah. And when we have the TikToks, we 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 test it there as well. Yeah, in general, sense. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is where we've had the most, you know, coherent mm. uh, content. Uh, we can see that that the type of videos that that we yeah. produce for socials work pretty well on across all platforms. Mm. And obviously, there's also the whole we're very commercially driven. We have a lot of partners, and we want to do everything we can yeah. to to kind of. Um, Cater to that. Cater, cater yeah, to yeah. them and that and make it a successful partnership. You're also partnership. kind of a media, like you've kind of we a are. media we, brand, right? Yes. So you have to not just be like here we're talking about our latest, you know, win mm. or our latest team member. Like it's also like here's exactly. Vlux and here's this, you know, sponsor and this mm. is what we're doing with them. Yes. This is, so it's tough, like you're, you're selling sort of multiple things, right? So yeah. you have to kind of, and also you can't be too commercial because then your fans go, what the hell is this? Mm. Like, why are you guys jamming Velux down my throat every week? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what does that have to do with winning and it's, this it's, tournament? It's such a fun exercise, yeah. I think. Th that whole thing about being being too commercial, we've actually sort of banned that phrase, that particular phrase in, in, in our office, just because it sort of led to that we took a step too far in it, you know, ignoring yeah. what we could do commercially. Mm. And I have this... Um, mantra almost that if you're good enough at thinking outside in uh, positioning the fans first yeah. so to speak in, in your creative phase then you can get away with a lot of stuff commercially and and yeah. these these brands they aren't interested in us pushing out content that the fans don't like mm. no they, they also want to yeah. yeah they also want it to be right and relevant exactly right? so, that's yeah. why they they sign with us in the yeah, first place because we have that connection yeah. to to the fans so i think you can almost always make it work mm. um but but just but it's a full yeah. circle it you, is you have to uh, it make it coherent yeah so i mean that's the interesting here is that you have so many different stakeholders and different channels do you notice any can you just elaborate obviously there should be and is a difference but do you notice like a significant difference in the behaviors from your community within the different channels Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Like um, we're also a listed company, obviously. So, so mm -hmm. we also have stakeholders that That's they have invested yeah. in us. Um, they react in a certain way, but mostly it's private you, through email and mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, I think 
in in most cases when we when we see the different reactions uh it's at least easiest to spot when we for example lose a game and okay. we put out you know the yeah. the classic we lost mm. uh we'll get better for the next one um without becoming too generic mm. then we can see that this the amount of support versus hate that we get it differs and it's usually dependent on the maturity of the audience it's a bit younger uh in, in on some platforms than mm, the others right. twitter for example so yeah. <clears throat> and and a lot of twitter profiles are also anonymous so so i think so that you get a ton mm, of like spam or ton of spam yes. but like sort of haters yes it, it basically and people yeah. lose money sometimes on our games mm. and oh, that really? leads to you know okay. more ah, toxicity yeah, right on whereas on on i think on facebook in general uh we, we get maybe a bit more support even okay. in, in tough yeah. times we're, we're blessed like <laughs> yeah. i think we have a really really strong brand and fan base yeah. so they support us through thick and thin mm. and we have been through thick and thin yeah for quite a while now so so i i'm not gonna sit here and complain it's also yeah. like yeah. that passion yeah. in general yeah, is people what we, are that yeah that's what we yeah, want but sports teams i mean historically yeah like take shit all yeah. the time yeah. like, even even if you are a fan yeah like fans of sports teams yeah, but people are invested like, with the yeah they're like they love it right so that's like they're going out there being like oh that guy's such a bum and yes, like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. and it's 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 part of the culture in some yeah. ways to like even hate on your own team mm. like but is uh, it yeah. is it the same with uh with soccer i notice yeah. uh, that people say no like people they have yeah. this saying like when when the team wins it's a we but when the team loses it's it, a it's they, a they. <laughs> yeah exactly those assholes yeah yeah exactly <laughs> they I, lost. I think that's that's pretty well put yeah. in in general like i'd much rather have that passion good or mm. bad than people not caring like yeah that's the worst that's my nightmare yeah if we yeah. if we lose a game or even win a game and yeah. people don't give Fair. a give a rat's ass then then we're in trouble right yeah. mm. it's i think where we draw the line what's not okay is when they get personal yeah. towards the players hit them up with with uh, toxic dms and whatnot yeah that that should never happen mm. but oh, all so that, that passion they can call us out they can say that we're crap and all that stuff bring it like we want that passion yeah it's engagement yeah, i mean it's, it it's showing they care yes, somehow right exactly yeah, definitely let's uh go into how does your uh as always leverage all these social media channels you guys have so <clears throat> do you create obviously do you create something do you intend in your strategy to create something with synergy across all channels or i noticed you said that you treat each channel as their own uh, but is there content or in your content strategy where it's like this is the red thread or yeah of of course there is uh i think it's also so it's a balance because the the astralis brand it's not like it it differs from from each channel like we no. have our core values mm -hmm. we have our purpose and vision set in place and that that's sort of our um foundation for all that we do um but i think our tiktok followers perhaps have a a different take on mm -hmm. on our brand uh, and our identity compared to 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 twitter and that's where we sort of maybe tweak a bit but in, in general we produce i think a lot of what people would call maybe some hero content i mm. think that's an expression that's also yeah. used in in, in the with AD. a strong yeah narrative yeah. right yes exactly yeah. and that works on most of our platforms mm. so youtube facebook even instagram and and also twitter yeah. 
can hold up to yeah. that. Yeah, but that yeah. requires a lot, right? From it does. As, I mean, when you create hero pieces yes. constantly, it's a uh, it's a big machine that needs to yeah be up and running, mm. yeah. and you have to have a lot of stories to tell. Yes, nonetheless. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Have you found that it's changed? Like we're actually seeing a quite different approach to social the last couple of years, where brands have sort of really wanted always on content and as much content as possible. Whereas I think now they're leaning towards, we want bigger impact and like more activations that are like hero pieces. Are you finding that also switch it, with you guys? Yeah. It's yeah. so fun mm. that you said we, we've been talking quite a lot of about it for, for these past months um, yeah. because in in general, I think our foundation is is rock solid. Mm. Um, we're really good at the always on stuff. Yeah. But we can see that if we don't do the stuff that's bigger, whether that being, you know, hero content or, or, or larger campaigns, then we don't have that same impact on yeah. our fans and ultimately for our partners. Yeah. So yes, definitely that yeah, that's something that we work becoming to becoming more important. It it does. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That's at least what we're seeing. Yeah. Like, so mm. it's it's funny that you guys also see that. Yeah. Uh, we we we, yeah. we can see it, you know, the impact, the effect. It, it, yeah. it's different. We we couldn't we couldn't get by without our always on track so to, so yeah. to speak, but I think when when you nail it, which I would believe with that we have, then that's a machine on, on its own yeah. and it just runs smoothly. Mm. Yeah. So now the, the, the exercise is more to build on that to, to have that big, big impact. Mm. And yeah. that's how we're relevant to our fans ultimately. Yeah. They yeah. need to be proud of what we do, not only when we play yeah. games, because you cannot promise results, right? We can have extended periods of time where we don't win necessarily. Right. So mm -hmm. how do we impact? How do we yeah. stay relevant to yeah. our fans? And still engage yeah. them. Yes, and that's where social media and yeah. what we do on digital is key. Yeah. Of course. Do you have any channels you think it's has more potential than others, or is there channels you guys are like this is our main channels, and then we I just hear MySpace kind of, is really great. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. Back. We <laughs> pour all our resources into, nice. uh, into MySpace. MySpace. Be real. Yeah. Be, real. be real. You can't. Uh, you can't advertise I, and be real yet, though. No, I mean, I, I, I that's hate, a shame. I hate that. I hate that. I hate be real. <laughs> yeah. Real? Just, no. Yeah. I, it's, you want to hear it. why? You want to yes. hear why? Yes. Because okay. I'm actually <laughs> afraid that be real um, becomes the opposite of what it wants to to be. Mm -hmm. So I be fake. <laughs> yes. So people know you only That's have the this. App. You yeah. only have this window yeah. to to show your real self, right? Yeah. My worry is that at some point people will be obsessed with having that right, that that truly dream scenario, be real moment. Okay. So they prep and they wait and they get all panicky. Yeah. When does it come? And that that can be like you know, okay. uh, drive a, a person insane. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. my my worry that it but becomes people on some social sort of media black, is already mirror, it's already uh, insane. kind of episode. <laughs> yeah, where, I think you're right. Everyone's though. just sitting yeah. and waiting. Oh, is okay. my hair right? And then yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. notification. Yeah. That, so that's my worry would be real. I know it's oh, okay. far out there, but but, but I don't know, actually, maybe, yeah, maybe just because be we see every single app, yeah. like Instagram, the, mm. the purpose was the same. Like put it out instantly yeah. and yeah. it just turned into of something course. where you prep yeah. and you yeah. schedule and all that stuff. So There's it's a campaign fake. in there somewhere. Yeah. Where you have Could like be. your entire team like in a pose. Like, yeah. Just like Yeah, yeah. It's like we're ready. There you go. Let's go. There you go. It's like what how did you guys yeah. get this be real? It's exactly. like perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. 
Okay. Right? That'd be fun to toy around. Well, yeah, it's a little bit hard to get the perfect B-roll, in, in my opinion. Also, because you're very selective about who you're friends with. Yeah. So it's like... It's yeah. more nuanced than that. But, exactly. But, I mean, but that's the thing, right? With all different platforms, it kind of evolves and it yes. changes and whatsoever. So that's kind of yeah. the natural order of things. Yeah. But, no, uh, but like going back to your, but <laughs> yeah. going to your original question, question Sorry, which is any channels that you really... Uh, are your main f- guys' focus? I mean, YouTube definitely and Twitch. Yeah, so uh, our, our, our main main channels, we, we see them and I'm just going to list them. Yeah. Um, that's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's Twitter, mm. it's YouTube, TikTok, Twitch to some extent, but we haven't really nailed it yet. Um, and then Discord. And then we also have our newsletter, which I guess that's not social media in particular, but it's very key in our digital mm. strategy. Um, so those are our main channels yeah. and we actually believe in all of them but mm-hmm. we also are very aware of the strengths and and weaknesses mm-hmm. and that's both you know when it comes to commercial activation when it comes to community and brand and 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 all so i think for if if we want to look uh at growth mm-hmm. in like a vacuum TikTok obviously has mm-hmm. much more potential yeah. we have a hard, harder time growing on on instagram for mm-hmm. example but we have a pretty big audience on Instagram already. So we use that in a different way. Mm. And with TikTok, because some of the, um, I guess, funneling features on TikTok aren't as, as good yet as 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 the other platforms yeah. a lot of the stuff it's maturing. that yeah. yeah exactly a lot of the stuff that we do there is mo- is more about it's growing mm. it's branding it, it's awareness yeah, right it's definitely. it's big reach yeah. with with twitter and facebook while we still want to grow we still want to reach a lot of people mm. a lot of our focus is also to drive people to the channels where we can create better communities where we are more in touch and yeah. connected with let's call them our fans or mm. our followers because we actually believe we get followers first and then we can turn them into fans. Yeah. And those platforms are like Discord, mm. key, key in, in, in community engagement. Yeah. And then, then the newsletter. Mm. We can see, because we've now dealt with social media with Astralis for so many years now, that because the, 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 the platforms change and sometimes mm. it just becomes harder to, to grow and reach people, Definitely. then a lot of what we do has to like move on yeah both in the sense of exploring new mm. um, media new platforms but also moving them to places where we are more in control okay like owned yeah. media such as uh, our newsletters and so mm. so everyone is sort of a main channel but they have a very strict purpose uh, okay yeah that's actually very interesting because then how do you strategize do you have what's your uh, different kpis and mm. metrics that you use do you have channel specific uh, KPIs, for instance, or do you have overall? We we have both. We have both. Okay. Um, so, in short, without b- boring you too much, our, our strategy is this is like not boring for a, us. A, a, a funnel, right? And <laughs> yeah. it's very cliche, of but course. that's how we treat it. We believe yeah. that we can actually reach a lot of people outside of our own mm. channel ecosystem. People watching on other Twitch channels, on Flow TV, reading about us in in the uh, uh, mainstream media, yeah. all of like we can reach them uh, there, they can mm. at least learn about Astralis. And then we use Top Funnel, that's our social media, right? Um, so that's where we draw them in and they learn about Astralis. And, and those channels have um, specific KPIs mm. and that, that would be channels such as Instagram and Twitter and, and Facebook and it's classic social media yeah. channels. And then when we have shown these people that, hey, it's 
awesome to to follow Australis. Mm. I, I get so much value here and yeah. I, I really enjoy it. Then we start to expose them to to our newsletter, for example. Mm. If we at any point get an app or it could yeah. be something mm. else owned, then we try to to convert them into to subscribers uh, yeah. for our newsletter. Just closer so, down the line. Yes. So, that so our newsletter, for example, have you know that KPIs for that. That's uh, obviously leads uh, CTR uh, and such we want to uphold like an, mm. an, an open rate and, and click-through rate because we can also see that we're actually able to turn a lot of newsletter subscribers into customers and okay. again that's the end goal right we yeah, need to generate yeah. revenue but not at every yeah. cost because our fans need to get value mm. um, each social media platform we focus a lot on, on engagement mm. while we do want to grow it, it's back to where on TikTok, for example, it makes sense to put resources into to like growth specific stuff. We yeah. want to hit the algorithm. We want to mm. get a big reach. We can see that it turns into growth. Whereas on Instagram and Facebook, it's much harder to grow now organically yeah, at least. Yeah, definitely. So we'd much rather focus on upholding engagement rate and, and yeah. get get larger engagement because mm. we believe that engagement is the the social media metric that's. Best translated into commitment and and loyalty, and that it's the whole fan loyalty that we're yeah. we're seeking for, right? Mm. So engagement goes across everything yeah. basically yeah. in terms of um, um, key KB, KBIs and yeah. and growth is our growth targets differs uh, quite a lot. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I mean that makes sense because then it's a it, it, with engagement they are kind of deeper in the ecosystem yes. and then closer to it, it, revenue. We want people who want to engage we want to engage with people who who engage with us like uh, and and, of course. Uh, and engaging followers is so much more valuable to us than than a passive one is so so we really really try try our best to to create these communities within every single platform mm -hmm. because that's the the, the 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 key focus of a community right it's it's the engagement and that, that you have with with your fellows of course yeah Let's uh, touch upon uh, the challenges and the benefits of being you guys then, because as we mentioned earlier, like esports, uh, it's 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 uh, having a hard time getting recognized in the first place, right? As a sports, and then getting kind of this, even though it's a big community, it's still so unknown for a lot of people. So, can you share with us, you know, the status of gaming, the evolution of gaming in the entertainment industry on social media? I can. Um, and first of all it's moving so fast so yeah. i get the like um the idea of it being unknown but yeah. it's soon surpassing half a billion uh, yeah. uh online viewers that's on, like on a TikTok, yearly basis. right when it, it started like yeah. it's the, the growth is insane and mm. and on that measurement it's outgrowing the the, the music streaming industry and like yeah. hollywood and everything it's it's growing so so fast and mm. that just people watching other people's play yeah. video games, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's, when I was a kid, I would listen to hours of music. My kids watch hours of esports. Yes, like that's like it's a totally different sort of ball game, right? I exactly. So I think we've, in, in that sense, um, I don't even want to mainstream or not. It's mm. so big that it cannot be denied or ignored. And as I said earlier, three point two billion gamers, I mm. think, or at least people who either play. Games on their phones, on mm. PlayStation's, Xbox, and computer. Yeah, it's it's massive. So I don't think we're challenged in the sense that you know about uh, it being recognized mm. per, per se. It comes with other challenges. Obviously, the naysayers. It's not a sport. Yeah, and we can argue about 
e-sports being a sport or not to the end of days. Th- mm. That's not our focus. To us, no. it's yeah. entertainment. Yeah. It's it's everything else. It's community. It's it's all of these things. And then there can be people who want to deny it as a sport and, and others who, who claim that it is. Mm. My personal opinion, I don't care too much. I can just see that these athletes are mm. perf- outperforming mm. average people in in every sense like and yeah, yeah. and esports and, yeah. and com- competition is it's about reactions and and communications yeah. and mechanics and like mm. it's insane what these people are capable of yeah. uh so to me that i think yeah. if if you want to measure uh, sports in that sense then mm. it completely checks checks all, all the, the boxes, boxes. but yeah. but but i don't i don't mind that too mm. much um it's like a little bit like poker or like like those chess are all, or, yeah chess yeah. like i mean they're still considered i don't know are they considered sports though like but it is tough but i do agree like anybody who has been up against any decent player yeah. mm. in fortnite or in any that you get your ass handed to you mm. and you're <laughs> like oh my god what just happened yeah. <laughs> and you realize very quickly like that this person's reaction time their hand eye coordination like everything is on a mm. totally different level exactly and, right? and and then we have again i don't know if the maybe they're just a bit naive then then they always come up with oh man i i, I should have played more video games when i was young yeah but i it's promise not you dude no. it yeah. wouldn't no, have mattered like yeah. we've measured we've tested our players yeah. like in tests that you know um professional pilots do professional yeah. athletes and like yeah. Some of them are just insane. Of course, they're built for it. It's natural. Yeah. It's Discipline, talent. stamina, yeah. it's decision gift, making. Right? It's it not, is. Not everybody. It is, mm. and then you can practice it like yeah. in mm. regular sports. But yeah. but to us, the focus is not too much on that discussion. Yeah. Our focus is the, still to get it recognized mm. within the mainstream and and all these sta- stakeholders. Like we yeah. want the parents and grandparents not just to accept that <laughs> esports and gaming is a thing but to encourage it yeah like acknowledge it like when we are, are succeeding i think with with our vision mm. it's it's more so it's having a, a a dad or a mom or a grandparent even saying to to a kid hey uh why don't you take classes in counter-strike or why don't you go to counter-strike the same way that you can go play so- uh, football or mm. uh, handball or whatever yeah. it is that that people practice of regular sports i think mm. that's when we succeed when you don't just accept that it's existence yeah but actually encourage that that young kids can can do this um of course i think that that's a pretty yeah. central lighthouse for us uh guiding star how does um how does the competition look like in terms of you know uh other uh, athletes or brands and content creation wise i don't know if you guys have noticed anything i mean you probably have extensive marketing market research but uh maybe i know you dabble into these well areas I as well i mean i must say like it's not an area that i they do a lot of follow like following every single team like i noticed what you guys do that's pretty much it um but maybe the north like i've been seeing them a bit i think it's north or is it the north 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 yeah. yeah but they're actually done for now yeah, yeah so they're like not anymore no they're not no, anymore no. so it's like i've been i've seen what they've done yeah on social and that was quite interesting and they kind of did what you guys did like building a content hub like really like yes. doing a lot of content so that was uh interesting to see um but other than that i haven't really followed any other teams right so i don't have a deep knowledge in it and i think there are some things that um um are the same mm. a- across so 
some brands or organizations do what we do. They're very team focused. Mm. Uh, obviously, we have Astralis Nexus, which th- th- that's that's rare. But a lot of organizations focus on having X amount of teams competing in different esports titles, and that's how they build their brand. Um, other organizations are very focused on on uh, content creators, mm. YouTubers, influencers, and sort of built their brand through them. And a lot are starting to mix it up. Yeah. Um, so so competition wise, we have a lot. I think that we all fight for attention, right? Mm. And that that's also why I mentioned the whole owned media thing. Like there's so, only so much time and attention for, for each fan. And because we are exposed through the same channels, like every single esports organization is on Twitter, mm. the best are broadcast on, on Twitch, etc right so we we're fighting for the same attention uh the combat and that that's the core of the competition right um but but um i think that the main main thing is that some are focusing a lot of on content creators and less so on on having all these uh elite teams Mm. and others like us are focusing more on on the team side of things yeah and are dipping our toes in the content creator pool um In general, it's a lot about the the human side of, of, of it. I think that's also one of the strengths with, with esports and, and, and gaming that we have the ability to put human faces in, in front of the, the brand, mm. players, talent, creators, influencers, and, and, and such. And that brings that, that warmth, um, softness to, to the brand that, you know, a lot of other brands can't have in 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 the same way mm. um because they don't have team like they don't have like exactly yeah they don't have like people like that such way right you exactly know, like, and and even even though our our teams with players that they're athletes first right mm. they are there to compete to to uh, perform and, and and to to create results esports is still much more at eye level uh so to speak than regular sports like there are millions of fans who think of our players as their Ronaldo's or, or, or Messi's, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. For real. They yeah. are almost fanatics, right? They're mm. huge, huge fans. They stand in line for hours to meet mm. them to get their autographs. You can't do that with Ronaldo and Messi. Like there's this big filter and and uh, um, a gap or distance uh, between. So that's what esports can sense. do. And yeah. I think the reason why we see m- m- more creators, more streamers, YouTubers, etc., is because they are their content first mm. so they are naturals at you know Doing engaging that, yeah. with with people and fans and that's yeah. so so interesting to brands because then they can put yeah. uh, other sponsors and such behind it and yeah. and really bring value right yeah traditional sports stars are getting better yes and i think that's True. that's been a large like sort of probably push also from teams and also like their man their managers and agents have said like hey if you're good at social and you're a soccer player, like, or you're a foot, like a, or a, you know, baseball player, or whatever the hell you are, then you're more likely to sign a bigger deal, and you're more likely to get this sponsorship, and and that's why we've seen guys like LeBron build a yeah. brand, like an empire, yeah, an <laughs> empire, right? And obviously, like that, and and the good thing about your organization is that your people, your team, they're naturally towards that yeah. because they are esports players, right? Yes. So that's a that's a good benefit mm. for you guys. Absolutely. So, uh, lastly, future perspectives. 
what's uh what's i want to hear both you guys opinion but benemy first with this one is uh future goals for uh australis well <laughs> on social media mostly on the digital yes wave. sure um we, we've kind of win every tournament with every tournament every obviously that that's that's sort of out of my hands um <laughs> No, I think we've we've kind of been through it. We have our our foundation. We wanna have more impact, uh, day to day, month to month, year to year. Mm. We wanna remain relevant, mm. and I think how we do that is just to bring true value to our fans. I think that's what not only us but everyone mm. is is searching for: is how can we create something for our fans, one-offs, or or even like these universes of mm. of stuff of of um that that gives back yeah. to, to to the fans so they feel uh, like they're a part of something we have the um privilege of of you know having players like we just talked about that that's sort of the the, the bridge that that whole connection mm. is is the where the true value lies yeah. and if we can um exploit is perhaps a, a, a wrong word to use but but if we can utilize that yeah. uh, connection if we can show that the fans that if they are a part of the astralis family that the communities that we that we built then they get value and that's how we stay relevant and then ultimately i think we can create that whole great um Soon retentive yeah. ecosystem mm. where we give back it's fun to follow astralis uh, uh it's fun to be a fan of astralis yeah. an ambassador of astralis yeah. Uh, win or lose, mm. they buy our products. Yeah, we give. If makes organic that's, revenue. That's kind su- of su- that, yeah, yeah. Th- that's how we get success uh, through digital. Um, yeah. at the end of it all. Any advice you guys would give other marketers on uh, in the gaming entertainment industry? So my advice would be, growth is fine, but in a vacuum, it's it's nothing. Like mm. you can have. 500,000 Instagram followers, if you're not able to contextualize that following and mm. actually utilize it, it's worth zero. It Maybe it has some signal value, or, or mm. a, and uh, of course, uh, a lot of brands look to it, wow, yeah. that's a lot of followers. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's a long-term uh, benefit if that's all you got. So you need to, to utilize that following, whether that's through engagement, through funneling them uh, onto other uh, places where you can utilize, utilize it better. Mm. I think that would be my, my main advice. So don't be scared to kind of leave a big Instagram account behind if you can't, like then put your focus into platforms, into places where you can actually utilize because you have done your, I think your branding exercise in getting to that point of mm. 500K followers. Like yeah. people that have followed you, that have been exposed to you through Instagram, they now know your brand, yeah. they know Astralis. And then there are plenty of um, ways that you can reach them again on on the platform that they have perhaps diverted to. Mm. And if they watch you on TV or wherever it is, then they know of you that rec- whole recognizability is already yeah. there. So that that would be my my advice, I think. Great. Yeah. I would just second that. I think it's great. I think also, so I think one of the things that you guys do well, or at least what esports has done well, is make it make you guys very accessible. Like your your team is accessible, the brand is accessible, you can DM, like you can take part in the conversations, yep. you have a Discord, like all of these things that a lot of brands are afraid to do. Mm. They're afraid to actually converse with their audience and have a discussion. I think like other brands can take advice from you guys in that or take a note from you guys to say like, how do you 
take this team atmosphere or this sport atmosphere like a community atmosphere and really bring it to the brand and, yeah. and open up i think it's i think it's what makes you guys successful and it makes you know it makes when you guys do lose that you know you do have a discord discussion you do have like people rooting for you and stuff like that right so it, it's yeah. such a good point like that whole thing about listening just listening that's what you do with data also right reading it yeah. that, that's sort of a way of, of listening listening to your fans in good or bad times and mm. i think that that that's so key if you if you ignore them then ac accessibility is is, yeah. is fine but then you won't know what they're into yeah and, and it doesn't matter that you build all this great audience or all this content because nobody's gonna see it or exactly. care about it because yeah. you don't you didn't care for your community first exactly and foremost. yeah like accessibility yeah, wise we just yesterday did an hour-long ama with one of our star players Th yeah. that's hella unique yeah. and these fans these they discord members they love it yeah. if no one showed up we wouldn't do it again but because if we did we wouldn't be listening then we were just fine with you know the yeah. accessibility but yeah. no one cares right so yeah if, if you can nail those two things then yeah and i think it's also like it's nice because also your fans are also players themselves, right? So it's like they can, th that's why I think like you guys have a unique industry in the sense like, because you say 3.2 billion people are playing games. And then, you know, I can go and ask, hey, what about this win that you did on League of Legends or Counter-Strike? Like, what techniques are you using? Like, how yes. do you think about strategy? Like, I think that's where, you know, you wouldn't go to, LeBron, I just bring it up, or Tiger Woods, <laughs> exactly. and be like, "How did you make that fifteen-foot yes. pot?" Like, y y no one asks those questions, like, because they're not. It's not the same fan base. It's a totally different mm. sort of world that you guys live in, and I think that's really your guys' strength. And and if you can lean into that, which you guys are, it really has grown you guys. So it's, I think it's really special. It, it is insane that the yeah. whole aspirational part of things. There are so so many people that aspire to become, yes. you know, star yeah. players, and and we have the opportunity to to educate to to create tutorials through the stars themselves right yeah. we are of course exploring more uh, about that because i think the opportunity is is endless and sometimes it isn't and maybe i'm i'm a bit harsh here but i think even sometimes the fans kind of take it for granted right <laughs> when when we've in the past put out a, a tutorial on youtube yeah get yeah. 50k views or something okay. and i'm like this is insane. If if a if pro LeBron player. did yeah, this, yeah, exactly. or, so if like, LeBron's like, "Hey, yeah. here's how do you do a really good <laughs> jump shot," like, there'd be like a million views, like, like yeah, in two would. seconds, so, right? And yeah. I know yeah. it, it, it's yeah. maybe also comparing a apples and and, and Pierce, origins, yeah. and, 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 and yeah. because basketball has existed for so much long yeah. and everything around. But still, sometimes I think, yeah. "Wow, you you take all this free stuff for granted." Yeah. Another challenge of yeah. of esports is is obviously that so much is but free, right? When you guys have That's an true. app, you can just put it on uh, on paid. Yeah. Uh, on the paid accounts, yeah. and then you can access all the tutorials. But Maybe then you have the competition doing it for <laughs> free, do, right? So uh, YouTube and, and but then uh, it's not from Osiris, right? So I and mean, that's the key thing, yeah, right? Exactly. So uh, yeah, you want to take day, it for the top exactly, athletes, right? But obviously a yeah. challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, just to circle back, I think that's an interesting yeah. topic. But just really quickly, there is so much free content out there. Mm. All the broadcasts yeah. are free, everything, and and. Everyone is sort of fighting. How how do we nail this in regular sports media rights? That's everything, right? And yeah. esports right now we don't have the same luxury. No, it's uh, more free. It, yeah. it is, um, yeah. which I think it's going to change. Like if we're looking at the future, I think you're going to see this clamp down a bit. Like, yeah. and it's going to be 
you know, ESPN is licensing this specific thing exactly. or like whatever it's going to be, which is going to be interesting because I think the audience will start to also change. Like you'll have less players that are fans and more just straight fans yeah. that are like, oh, I've never played Counter-Strike in yes. my life, but I love watching mm. it. Like, yeah. So that'll be a switch and then it'll be way more ubiquitous. And I think also, I mean, VR and the metaverse will also have a big impact where you know, people will be just putting on their goggles and sort of being at the esports stadium. My dream, like my, my <laughs> true, true dream is to fill up um, a stadium with, with fans. And then you have this, this holographic um, map. Let's use Counter-Strike as an example. Could oh be yeah, the so you can see like where they are. On and the like, field. Yeah, that's fun. And then you have players each side. They're yeah. obviously play, playing, but what's actually shown, that's the characters, um, the yeah. avatars, so to speak. And then yeah. they run around. So it's like being there and yeah. watching uh. that. That, in the arena that, kind yeah, of okay. that, that's my okay, that's insane. my that's my yeah. dream i think that would be i don't be think insane. it's too far off no. I, 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 think don't I think i would like to see that actually exactly like, even like even in I don't korea and in china we have yeah. had you know filled stadiums with fifty thousand people yeah. watching esports that's like in olympic stadiums yeah. world cup mm. stadiums and yeah. and just to touch on what 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 you're saying about you know people just being fans and not gamers or players themselves we're, we're also seeing that you know with now there are multiple generations like mm. people becoming parents and yeah. you know uh, uh, um, teaching and, and uh, raising their kids to becoming fans of the same team that they've yeah. been fans of and that's yeah. fun that's really yeah, fun it's yeah it's really like seeing because that's what happened for every other sport yes. like team sport right and it's funny seeing the inception of it for esports right yeah. so I think it's an area that you like if you want a front seat to history like follow esports because yeah. it's just it's mm. going to be the thing we all can see that I yeah. think yeah. so yeah. interesting thank you guys so much for sharing and let me uh, summarize the very great points you guys made which is uh, for you guys for a stylist you're using social media with three purposes which is reach relevance and revenue and then having a big brand and large fan base it's a lot of work so you need to have a big enough team to manage all this content and marketing and then of course treat each platform as its own and then you have to create the content that fits the platforms and your brand purpose and not only knowing data but how to use the data is very important to know your audience and then segment them and communicate with the right content to them on social and nice. also knowing the social trends but always stay true to your brand image and your values and then the biggest advice you guys have for the marketers out there in the entertainment and esports industry is you have to be able to contextualize and utilize your following. Put your focus into the platforms where you can bring the most value to your community. Think fans first and then make you relevant and that makes your, your commercial content even more coherent. And by making your brand accessible, you can easily converse with your fans, your audience, and that way nurture and engage your community. So the key takeaway point here is listen to your fans. Wow. Thank you, guys. That was an amazing wrap up. It Thank you. Was. Holy Thank you. crap. Can it was I, I'm going to write good. that down on some slides. Yeah, and like of just, course. That is so, the blueprint. It was too good. Too good of a TLDR. I have five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Thank you so much, Hara, also for taking notes. So guys, here you have it. Subscribe, leave your likes, your comments, your feedbacks with us and uh, stay tuned for the next one. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. This has been the Social Media Sucks Podcast.